0: Hey guys, as always, the Side Characters podcast are not experts. These are just our own personal opinions and experiences. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to Side Characters, a podcast about cultural diversity in nerd culture. I'm Jordan.
1: And I'm Leah.
0: So, Leah, it's been a month, and I'm finally recovering from it. And by it, I mean the Ghost in the Shell anime that was on Netflix. I'm gonna it be honest. Was...
1: I I don't believe you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, okay. I, so I, I go, do like, think
1: you're permanently damaged from it. So,
0: honestly, the thing that was more damaging f- for me for Ghost. In- so, for fans who don't know, I absolutely love the ghost in the shell series the anime the manga all of that stuff they just released a new anime on netflix it was bad but the thing that was more scarring to me the thing that more messed me up was the scarlett johansson ghost of the shell movie that came out what 2017 2018
1: I don't remember.
0: No matter when it came out, it was bad, and I'll never recover from that movie. Like
1: It, it started the downhill, like the, like the downhill trend for yeah, Ghost in the, the Shell products.
0: For Ghost in the Shell products, and, like, twice in a row, they just got it completely wrong. And, like, that movie just did so much to my psyche, where it's like, I love Ghost in the Shell, and then I saw the, like first trail I'm like oh no and like when well when they first announced Scarlett Johansson for it's like "Mm, we'll we'll be talking about that in a second and then they showed the first trail it's like okay maybe maybe and then it's like I saw the second trail where they showed the scene like the usual scene of her falling off the roof and going into visible mode and it's like okay they got that right that looks super cool I'll see this movie I'm excited for it and then I watched the movie and the two people I brought with me the movie they claimed they didn't fall asleep but they were definitely asleep during it. <laughs> it was so boring and so bad and made no sense and like did not capture anything I liked about Ghost in the Shell other than the fact that it's kind of sci-fi.
1: So, so Jordan, why are you telling me this story?
0: Why Yeah, yeah, why am I just like randomly opening up this about Ghost in the Shell? Well, the thing is, Ghost in the Shell is a specifically it's a very Japanese Property Like, you get, like, anime, like, oh, yeah, it can be transferred and shown in America, blah, blah, whatever. But J- Ghost in the Shell is set in Japan with Japanese characters in it's, a very it's, it's Japanese... It's in
1: Neo-Tokyo, isn't
0: it? Yes, yeah, Neo-Tokyo. Okay. And it's very, like, Japanese social life, like, in the cyberpunk te- world. So tell me with this super Japanese product, why we have Scarlett Johansson, who is not remotely Japanese playing the main character monoko kusanagi Mm -hmm. why 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 is that so today we're gonna be talking about whitewashing oh
1: boy yeah i'm smiling
0: because i'm in so much pain
1: (laughs) it's it's a very uncomfortable smile guys if you were if you could see it you would get that
0: that's what i want to do for the um the episode picture is just a picture of me doing this smile just like the now it hurts. Yeah, uh, the uh, the uh, uh,
1: get out at the party smile. <laughs> get out!
0: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, all also, right, that's so. a fantastic movie. Everybody needs to watch it. Anyways.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Don't
0: watch Ghost in the Shell. Watch Get Out instead. So yeah. I want to start by doing our usual, because not so many people will know. Like, what is whitewashing? There's so yeah. many people saying what they think whitewashing is. It's like, oh, well, whitewashing is just this and all this stuff. But what actually is whitewashing? And mm. so, starting with our definitions, whitewashing is a casting practice in the film industry in which white actors are cast in non-white roles. And okay. yeah, to get like further specifics, because you know, general is like
1: yeah,
0: will, will you like when I talk about whitewashing, I always get that's like, well, why is that such a big deal? So let's get into it with the more specific definition this comes from merriam webster um this is definition four on merriam webster just so you know whatever so it's to alter something in a way that favors features or caters to white people such as to portray the past in a way that increases the prominence relevance or impact of white people and minimizes or misrepresents that of non-white people Or to alter an original story by casting a white performer in a role based on a non-white person or fictional character.
1: Now, I love this definition. There are several things I like about this definition. One, it has a really good, like, the second part of it is really good. That's traditionally what people think of as whitewashing. But what I love the most about this definition is the first part. Because this is the part that people don't think about as often. Don't really know how to define, but it is a part of whitewashing, and relates really well to this interconnected web of topics that we come back to, and we'll probably come back to in another episode. For specifically itself, which is cultural appropriation. Now, another thing, very much that people do not understand, do not. It's very very
0: misunderstood. And, like, when you talk about it, people's like, oh, well, no, this isn't cultural appropriation, or no, it's not a big deal type of thing. It's very misunderstood.
1: It goes hand in hand with like canceling culture and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, that people have a definition that they get from media, often right wing media, about what cultural appropriation means. So, we're going to give you a couple definitions on this too, because I think it's important to define what it means. And we will be coming back to it. have an episode on its own for this one, which is...
0: <laughs> yeah, this, no, this one's definitely its own episode yeah. and definitely one that But will...
1: we need to talk about how it relates. So, cultural appropriation is the un, unacknowledged or inappropriate adoption of, of the customs, practices, ideas, etc. of one person or society by members of another and typically more dominant people or society. And that's the Oxford definition that you can get just from Google.
0: Okay. So, and then the other definition is the act of taking or using things from a culture that is not your own, especially without showing that you understand or respect this culture. And that comes from Cambridge. So I know a lot of the confusion, a lot of like the misunderstanding purposes is when people's like, well, I just want to like that culture. I'm just showing that I like that culture. But no, there's a strict difference between cultural appreciation and appreciating someone else's culture and understanding and actually trying to understand that culture. And then there is the cultural appropriation, which is taking parts of someone else's culture, misunderstanding it and misrepresenting it and like treating it as your own without either like giving credit to it or really truly like showing that this is something from someone else's culture. It's like, like a claiming of someone else's culture as your own type of thing.
1: Yeah, and I think there's two important parts of these definitions that we need to focus on. Each of them has a thing, which is that the first definition talks about that typically it's a group of people who are more dominant in society taking this, which in... Like, who would that be? Who would that be? <laughs> We're going to be just straight up where Google and Oxford isn't. It's uh, white people. <laughs> it's yes. Western. Western, most often... for probably the listeners here but other areas of the world could be different but most often it's western white english-speaking people men Like,
0: like usually when you see um a white person um just wearing an indigenous americans headdress because you know they think it looks cool
1: and i think the second definition also adds in the factor that you need to show that you understand and respect the culture which I like what Jordan was saying with appreciation because there's, and we'll get to this at another point, but like there's a range goes from appreciation to fetishization and exoticism. Like you gotta, you have to understand what you're using and get permission and continuing from that. And how does this relate to whitewashing? Well, that's pretty much that whole thing of like, whitewashing is a part of cultural appropriation and the fact that it's taking someone else's work putting ghost white people on it
0: ghost in the shell
1: <laughs> and saying it's it's no longer necessary for non-white people to have this as their own product so ghost in i the shell <laughs> yeah so yeah that's that's how cultural appropriation plays in and i think it's important to remember that like all these things are interlinked and so you can like be thinking about this. So, yeah, let's yeah, continue.
0: Like, a lot of, like interlay a lot of the stuff that we talk about with like diversity. It's all connected to one or another. Like this goes into like all the things that we talk about with representation and misrepresentation in video games and movies. Like this is all a part of like the bigger picture of diversity in nerd culture. So, I guess want want to kind of give examples and kind of go into what does whitewashing include? And so I kind of like, in our notes, kind of like developed like three kind of ways that it's, um, that well, three things that it includes. So like, I'll start with that. Whitewashing, it can be a movie or TV show that casts a white person in a role based on a nine white character. And this also can include whitewashing in voice acting, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, it also includes an adaptation or remake of a foreign idea cast with white actors ghost in the shell Um, (laughs) or it's a movie or tv show set in the past or a foreign area cast with white actors or focusing on white ideas yeah and so it's also like a lot of times you'll see well and we'll we're gonna get to examples, cause there's a lot of them, probably way more than necessary. But we'll get to um, examples of like when we'll have a movie or something in specifically set in the past, or like about I don't know. Like let's take like the movie. Well, we'll get to examples. But we'll, yeah, no, I sorry, think, brain died. I think just set in the past, to... but focusing on a white character or having that focus like be a character that was cast white who was originally like maybe mexican american or something like that so we'll get to that in a little bit but first we wanted to go through like our long list of whitewashing in examples of whitewashing in nerd culture yeah so starting out with the idea of a movie or tv show that casts a white person in a role based on a not white character so i think first and foremost the one that you've probably heard a lot of people scream about is Prince of Persia the movie that was released in 2010 based off the Prince of Persia video game series yep. where Jake Gyllenhaal was cast as the Prince of Persia.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and uh you know, <laughs> generally no. No. He's not he's... from He's not from Central Asia. He does no. not get to claim this heritage and it's in the title where the prince is from so like, like if it yeah. wasn't
0: like in the big scroll that you see at the beginning of the movie if it wasn't prince of persia then maybe but like straight up it's like this movie is about persia and about the prince of this place you know that we call persia so maybe we could get a persian you know someone from that area to
1: be the main yeah. role. no that would be lovely wouldn't it? no be? of course
0: not of course not um so like, i can then, give
1: you the history of the area and it doesn't include anywhere where jake gyllenhaal is from
0: sorry mainly jake gyllenhaal but no
1: <laughs> mainly it dense from iran so you know that's no
0: no it, it doesn't work um then Batman Begins in 2005. Liam Neeson was cast as Raza al who's either portrayed in the comics as Middle Eastern or East Asian. And sorry, Liam Neeson, but I don't think Ireland or I think yeah, he's Scottish, pretty, Scotland, is no, in the Middle East.
1: Yeah, he's uh, pretty much as white as you can get. <laughs> not, Not Middle Eastern or East Asian at and, all. And the thing that
0: I will go ahead and say about this, I like these actors. I really do like Jake Gyllenhaal and Liam Neeson. I have nothing really, truly against them to a point. Maybe Liam Neeson a little bit of certain things he may or may not have said. Um, but mm-hmm. I like these actors. But no, these these roles weren't made specifically for you. And I get a lot of things. Well, there's no um blank actor who's good and this role. no there's tons
1: yeah it's whether you're willing minority to actors chance. who
0: should be getting these roles who just aren't doctor strange the movie 2016 tilda swinton was cast as the ancient one and originally in the comics was written as asian specifically in yeah. the land
1: that was a big one when that happened every i i knew many people who were extremely frustrated by that because it could have they could have cast someone who is nepalese like there were so many good choices they could have made that could have said some really interesting things and they decided to cast also one of the whitest ladies in hollywood and
0: again i really like tilda swinton i think she's a fantastic actor um but i remember part of the argument was like well he was originally drawn as super stereotypical they couldn't do that in movies like yeah, they couldn't do that in the movie, but they still could have shown someone from that area, someone of that race in the movie, regardless yeah. of stereotypical or not.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're also saying where the person is from, why not use get rid of the stereotypes and use the yeah. area as your draw for your uh, character? Yeah, But this isn't exactly. the only time like, when like they...
0: Casting someone... Who is white isn't a good way of getting rid of stereotypes.
1: This isn't the only time, though, that, they, that the Marvel Universe has done this. In a, like, in a lesser known extent, um, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are supposed to be Romani, which is uh, gypsy, gypsies, traveling people, for people who don't know that word. And so they're supposed to be of Romani descent, and neither of the actors are. That's not a thing. It was just kind of glossed over. And, and those accents been...
0: that they try to put on are so bad.
1: Yeah, it's it's not great. It's not great.
0: <sighs> this one just... And I mean, there's more issues with this one than just the casting choice. Um, where the Lone Ranger, Johnny Depp, like he does have Native American descent, but Johnny Depp was cast as Tonto and... There's specific things about Tonto, the character, that are um, issues with to begin with, which to a point, I don't think that... I mean, the movie was terrible, but Lone Ranger shouldn't have been remade, in my
1: opinion. Yeah, there's some issues that uh, Tonto has a very complex history with, like, how they make him speak in Pidgin English, um, which was changed in certain adaptations, but is generally Tonto is still associated with being a really not good portrayal of native american people and the name itself has some connotations in other languages so it it generally was played as a joke unfortunately yeah
0: it and again that movie was just bad to begin with and speaking of bad movies, it's um oh, the yeah. Great Wall, 2016, where um oh, and I like to call this um Matt Damon saves China, where Matt yeah. Damon is a part of the team who has well is it's set ancient China on the Great Wall where they're battling like these like China Chinese mythological monsters, but it's like Matt Damon, white boy Matt Damon, sorry. I Like you, Matt Damon. Um, you know, kind of leading this charge against these monsters yes. in China, and he's not Chinese, they could have had a Chinese actor, but oh, there aren't so many Chinese actors, and oh, this type of movie doesn't sell unless we have a white actor. It's like, mm,
1: uh, it. I'm pretty sure there are cases where you can say it does sell, like these crazy types of rich movies. I'm um, also like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That is a oh my gosh, movie that movie's fantastic. That everyone will talk about, that's saying they love. So it's just intriguing to me that they use this as justification. um But yeah, I remember I didn't even see that movie, but I saw the trailer and was just like, "What? What is happening right now? And Why? Like,
0: could they find anybody else?
1: Yeah, this is it was a bad choice and. Oh God!
0: And this last one, I'm I'm sorry, Leah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. Gods of Egypt.
1: Oh, oh, ah! Oh. That's Christian ah. Bale, isn't it? Ah. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Sorry, sorry. For that, that, that's years. that's
0: Christian Bale as one of the gods of Egypt, right?
1: I'm pretty sure everything about this movie hurts me to my core because as some might know i'm an archaeologist this is generally causes me great great pain everything about this movie is bad it's everything everything it's just so horribly done they cast a bunch of white people in it oh my god i'm like in some i i think i remember saying at one point i was like oh i'm glad that everybody's white because it's such a bad movie that i wouldn't want it to be like (laughs) this is the example but at the same time that's an awful thing to say because just generally this movie shouldn't have been made like you made so many wrong choices so many bad choices it's such oh it's not a good movie people
0: uh yeah it's that's and that everybody's white (sighs) Ugh. I mean, that one, like, it was one of the ones where I saw the trailer. And I was like, why do we have to?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, and so, oh, yeah. There was actually one that I forgot about. Um, it was the Avatar. The, okay, everybody says this is a bad movie. And, like, we you even mention to anybody. They will sigh and roll their eyes and be like, no, just watch the cartoon show. But the Avatar, the last airbender movie, um in, from 2010, it cast non uh, sorry it cast white actors portrayed as either East Asian or Inuit characters. So like the um, water tribe is supposed to be um, northern Inuit, uh, northern Inuit tribe. And then the Lord, I just earth, earth kingdom was supposed to be East Asian and as well as the fire nation was supposed to be Chinese. And it was all white actors for those. And I think the the one minority actor was um, from the Fire Nation.
1: Just stay away from it, everybody. It's such a bad... It was so it was so bad. It was just like... You had a great show with interesting people and distinct cultures, and then you went and you turned it all white. No. So yeah, bad. And
0: like, also, for this, Avatar Last Airbender is on Netflix, so if you haven't seen it, Go watch the original cartoon. It is a fantastic piece of nerd culture and kind of the example for good shows, good diverse shows when you go into like anime and animated works. Yeah. But the movie was abysmal and anybody who has actually seen it, I don't know <laughs> how many of those people are actually out there, will all say it. the movie 2010 movie was horrible. Moving on to our next set of examples, you thought we were just gonna end there. Um, this next set is an adaptation of a foreign idea cast with white actors and also sometimes set, in, specifically set in America, to make it, I guess, yeah. more relatable to Americans.
1: Apparently, that's what we all which, want is for it to be set a, in
0: America. If it's a good story, it should be doing that already. And a lot of these yeah. movies that do get switched are relatable because a lot of these are adaptations of things that have already hit it big in America. Anyways, the, again, Netflix, you're making good choices here. The Netflix, um, movie death note from 2017. It sets the story, which is set in again, Tokyo, Japan. It sets that story in an American high school with an all American cast. And originally Japanese story, set in japanese society but we have to um americanize it and sorry for saying it this way we have to white it up
1: i just don't really understand with this one because this story was incredibly popular as a an yes. manga and an anime so it really didn't make sense to shift because it was super popular
0: yeah it hit it big it's one of the bigger animes in america you didn't need to make the, ch- like, why did the change need to be had? You didn't, you could have, and also they have live-action Japanese movies, like, why did America need to put their hands in a, and make it an American story? Well, Wasn't necessary. Um mm-hmm. The 2013 remake of the Korean film Old Boy.
1: Oh cast- my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't know I was
0: gonna get that reaction from you. Just,
1: <laughs> well let me i don't want to you know okay uh if you haven't seen old boy just i might do some spoilers so let's let's whatever but like old boy my relationship with old boy is is yeah is complex in the fact that i went into it thinking it's a really like it's a really well-known korean movie um done by a very good director and didn't know anything about it which anybody who's seen it is going ooh. When I Oof. went into it, ooh, yeah. uh, it's a uh, it's creepy and uh, it uh it uh, it, is it goes one places. of the most
0: unsettling movies I've ever seen.
1: It is extremely unsettling <laughs> and has an excellent, excellent ending. And has some of the most interesting cinematography possible. Like the long, there's a long hallway scene that is so, like oh, so good so well filmed
0: it's where daredevil got its long hallway scene yeah long hallway fight scene like that's daredevil modeled after old boy
1: so there was no reason at all at all to redo old boy with white actors
0: no at all and set it in oh wait no it wasn't set in america it was set in europe
1: yeah i don't know i don't know. I, I. i barely remember anything about the the white version because i hated it so much it's just it... it 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 didn't do a good job it was just kind of a mockery of the thing and as now everybody knows because of parasite japanese or not japanese sorry korean cinema is up there in the world as like being some of the most interesting cinema but a lot yes. of us have known this for a long time via films like old boy and train to Busan and snowpiercer and stuff like that so it it just frustrates me
0: we'll get into this a little bit more but like with movies like old boy old boy was an extremely good movie my experience with it actually was leah texted me it's like hey you need to watch this movie it was really good but it was super creepy and i know how you like that kind of thing and it's like okay knew nothing watched the movie it's like oh my god <laughs> it's like it's so good but oh my god <laughs> but yeah. and, like it was such a good movie I was gripped from start to finish and it's like this is an amazing movie so why mm-hmm. did it need to get remade much less remade for um in a European American audience like I it,
1: it didn't have any like this thing is is that it wasn't like it was. Like, some of the Japanese horror movies, you could say, are very regionally specific. Yes. This had nothing like that.
0: It, it was it very wasn't? simplistic. It was a very, I guess, quote-unquote, simplistic story where it's like, yes, it could be done anywhere. Where it's like a guy, he gets kidnapped for, I think, what, 10 years. Yeah. And he breaks out and is trying to find his captor. Yeah. Simplistic story. Like it,
1: simplistic. Yes,
0: but it didn't in need to be remade. But get this. Old Boy came out in 2003. It was remade t- barely ten years later in two thousand thirteen.
1: Yeah. It came out in two thousand
0: three. What? Yes. Yeah. Wow. It's like so. I understand like to a point because we have that whole remaking culture in America. So to a point, we've done like remaking of movies that were released in like the fifties, sixties, seventies to for like a more modern audience. But Old Boy was in two thousands.
1: Well, and it also had a secondary like cult following that happened later on in North America. Yeah. Like it became it became big several years after as well in North yeah. America because it was so good.
0: But so and I, and, I, and to me, I can only I don't know the reasons. It would have to be researching, but I could only think that it got remade to American so it can quote unquote appeal to an American audience because it was foreign. And yeah. this we're gonna talk about this later, but this helps perpetuate that stereotype that Americans have that foreign equals bad or foreign equals inaccessible because we keep having to remake movies that were either subtitled or specifically foreign to American movies. And foreign does like there are some amazing, amazing foreign films out there that do not ever need to be touched by America.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: So, but but we keep pushing that. It's like, oh, because we are making it for Americans. Like, okay, well, then that means that it was unaccessi- un- unaccessible unless it was done for an American audience. We, we need to stop doing that because we're r- ruining, ruining good films.
1: Yes. Yeah. And we'll talk more <laughs> later on that.
0: So moving on because again we're going to talk way more about this in a little yeah. bit but Edge of Tomorrow based all well, Edge of Tomorrow was a um American film um Tom Cruise you know he Dies a bunch, gets to relive his life and fight a bunch of aliens at a war. But what most people don't know because A, the title change and all of this, and it's rarely ever spoken about, that Edge of Tomorrow was based off of the China uh, sorry, Japanese manga, All You Need is Kill. Oh, I um, didn't know that. Yeah, most people don't know that. Um, it's all you need is kill. Because they they don't ever talk about it. It's not not like based off oh of, of the manga blah, blah blah it's never mentioned so it changes the title of the story and in the mainstream they never once mentioned that like i was yeah. something that like i had heard of all you need is kill before i'm like oh this is very similar that i was like oh it actually is based off all you need is kill and it changes it from being set to in japan to being set in europe and again
1: yeah
0: all white actors well i'm um, not all white sorry Main cast is white actors.
1: Yeah. Westerners.
0: West, Yeah, sorry. All Westerners
1: there. Yeah. That's the better way of
0: saying it. Um,
1: I didn't even know that. That's, yeah. You would think that that would be a thing that I, that would be known about, at least, slightly.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's it's not a well-known thing. Like, usually when we do these adaptations, you know what the source material is. But this one, it's, it's, it's very weird to me that it's not, like, a mainstream knowledge that Edge of Tomorrow is based off of All You Need Is Kill. Mm-hmm which i and also it's a, it's a 10 chapter manga it's short yeah like it's like give 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 that small manga it's due man yeah. anyways are you ready for this
1: i'm ready go for it. Is it
0: audience i just wanted to ask you guys are you ready for this Cause the Time next example for
1: Jordans. Ghost is in the shell corner.
0: I already, I already talked about it up top, but I just want to get into it. Ghost in the shell, the 2017 Scarlett Johansson movie. It the, in the movie, I'm going to do spoilers for this because I don't think, sorry guys. I do not think that it matters at this point, but the movie is it's set in Japan. It follows a white female lead and a w- mostly Western team. Um, And the thing that also was a little off-putting to me, the main character's name is Modoko Kusanagi, but because it's Scarlett Johansson and she's clearly not Asian, they changed her name to Mira Killian. Um,
1: Just Because.
0: um, Well, we'll get to the Just Because in one second. Um, But it's also the weird situation of they still left the... um, leader of the organization of sector nine aramaki they left him as a japanese actor and character but they have him it's so weird that they did this they have him speaking in japanese subtitled japanese but everybody understands it speaks back english to him interesting and that's like such a weird choice where it's just like like part of me feels like it was like oh crap (laughs) it's like we didn't have um Japanese actors. Let's throw him in here, but also let's leave him like you know. Let's make sure it's still Japanese property, right? And it's like what?
1: They're obviously trying to be like, well, they have some sort of translation software that makes it easy,
0: which makes sense because that's but. like the Ghost in the Shell world. But like that choice is just so weird to me.
1: Yeah,
0: and like is. Togusa is Japanese. Like we have like there is some diversity in the cast. Like it isn't a completely all white cast, but it is a western cast in a japanese property and here we go the character yeah. that Scott johansson like i said is mira killian and she's supposed to be major kusanagi but by the end of the film we do realize that she was actually um indeed originally before she got um her cybernetic body through um you know government screwery we find out that she was indeed asian specifically japanese but after the cybernization, they gave her a um, white person's body. And to oh, me, God. Pers- like in the whole thing, is like, oh, yes, you're the strongest weapon we've ever created. And they're like talking it's like, yes, you're the greatest creation we ever made. And we've made you better and stuff like that. And to me personally, and I'm not saying like, again, as you hear in the disclaimer. These are our own opinions and ideas. This is—I'm not saying this is what it was supposed to be, but to me personally, I see this as we made you into the perfect being. We made you stronger, better. We made you white, oh, and it leaves well, such a I gross taste in my mouth.
1: That's what I get from that too. Like, oh yeah, we transform you into new, and now you're white. Like, and why?
0: Why couldn't why? you just give her in? asian body and i know some people's like well that's because she will remember who she really was if she looked like
1: give her a different face but the
0: thing is in the anime the whole thing was like she knew who she was and she was like she got it doesn't even
1: justify the fact if the it doesn't justify the fact that as you give someone a different face they will not they will no longer recognize who they are if you are changing the story to say that she's not supposed to know who she is then just changing her face will generally make it so she doesn't know who she is.
0: Yeah, not just, like, you didn't have to make her white. And it's just, like, Mm -hmm. and there's so many issues with it. It's like, did we not think that this highly popular anime and manga in America would not sell? Were we not confident that this adaptation would sell, that we had to put a big-name actor in front of it. Did we have to make this character white? It also perpetuates the stereotype that's like, oh, there are no good mainstream Asian female actors. No, it's just, there's so many issues with it. And, like, watching that movie, not only was it just, like, that, like, slap in the face, they changed a lot of it. Like, it didn't feel like Ghost in the Shell, like how Ghost in the Shell is very... Japanese. Yeah. It did not feel like that. Yeah. And uh, just any, any just,
1: new It also goes to the point that we just need to have a little side where we say Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> I'm assuming you've got a new manager by now, but you just need to stop taking roles like this. I know that she backed out of the role for the movie in Rub and Tug, where she was supposed to be play a transgender person. But oh my God, girl, you just need to you just need to stop. Just stop.
0: Yeah. Oh, luckily, there aren't other actors that keep doing this. Wink. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Anyways, let's keep going.
0: Um, so I want to also hit on, again, like some of these movies are absolutely terrible. So people are like, oh, well, it's justified. No, it's still not justified. But no. Dragon Ball Evolution, the um, live action Dragon Ball Z movie, um, was set in America and cast a white actor as Goku. And they still gave him the ridiculous anime hair, which I thought was hilarious. That's ridiculous.
1: But it's just, again,
0: it's like, he's a white actor, but like, and I get, oh, he's actually not Asian. He's a Saiyan and Saiyans are aliens and blah, blah, blah. But like, yeah, he was also raised by a Chinese grandfather and all this other stuff. And like, you could have still had in this Asian property, an Asian lead actor. Mhm. Well, yeah. have Goku be Asian lead actor cuz there were again, there were Asian actors in this movie, but not the lead. You couldn't get a lead role in an Asian property really. Okay, anyways.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm sorry. I'm just upset.
1: Continuing on. Let's move forward. We got to yeah. keep going. Movies Push through.
0: About the past where non-white people are cast as white. The yeah. movie 21. Starring Jim Sturgis, Kevin Spacey, and the rest of the cast was a, um, was white in a story about Asian Americans. Yep. Based off based yep. off a true story again, because these are the movies set in the past. Um yeah. Yep. And you know, like I said, luckily there are not actors like Scarlett Johansson who keep doing this. Wait, <laughs> Jim, Jim Scar- Sturgis? <laughs> Cloud Atlas, where he um was in Korean face makeup,
1: which we uh, there we're not gonna get into that. I it's it's a complex thing. We we're not gonna discuss Cloud it. Atlas. Like there there's a reason for it there. in Cloud
0: Atlas. And we understand it's a, long that that's a complex.
1: But the fact is is that this is the second time uh-uh. this is the second time Jim Stergis has been called out for wanting to play Asian American role or Asian roles. This- <laughs> you Jim, gotta stop, buddy. <laughs> guys! Come
0: on, like, come on, man! Come on,
1: yeah. yeah. it's like
0: I like Jim Sturgis. I'm iffy on Scarlett Johansson these days, but come on, guys! Yeah. And That's the just... film Argo, two thousand twelve, yeah. where Ben Affleck was cast as Tony Mendez, a Mexican American.
1: Yeah.
0: And, um, you'll you'll get the thing where it's like the act the um. People, it's based on say, oh, it was fine, it was fine, blah blah. blah. But like, still, it, it goes into the representation type thing.
1: Yeah, it's about having people who who having the roles. If you're okay with the person, well, that's great. But it's about having the other having the people who are watching it see that.
0: Yeah, it's it's for the representation of the people seeing characters or stories that represent them. But then you see this person who is of your descent but not portrayed as that in the movie and will help create a complex within your mind as it has with me sometimes where it's just like, well, am I not good enough? Or it's like, why couldn't I be represented as such? And it's just, there, there's a lot of reasoning behind it. Um, And our last set of examples, enhancing the place of white people in the past Leo, you want to lead yeah. in with this one?
1: <laughs> yeah. So because I'll get there's angry. Another, <laughs> there's another trope name for this within this lovely trope of whitewashing. It's called the white savior. Uh, it's <sighs> the most common example of this problem, where you basically increase the relevance of the white storyline in history. Basically, Wikipedia tells us that it's when a white person who provides help to non-white people in a self-serving manner. And you're 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 a white person saving everybody else down on your luck you're white you're white jesus helping people who are non-white
0: well it gets that like side of it where it's like black people or minorities have to be specifically saved by white people or like without the white person talking to the black character or being there to support the black character or actor they would have never gotten to where they were and like yes all sorts of people they support each other and push past but like we see more and more that you get the enhancing of the white role to, I guess yeah. cater to a white audience.
1: It's less an ally, it's less an ally situation than taking over the control of the situation.
0: Yeah, yeah, taking over the control of the situation. And it's also we can, We can have these movies like this, like The Help and 12 Years a Slave.
1: A well-known example of this issue is The Help. Like, that's what people talk about all the time is The Help. It's where the white people saved. you needed the woman to write their story, that was the thing. And it goes into a long list of other movies, which we don't have to go into all these examples, but they all follow the same trope. Of that there's the white people helping the other people. So this is like 12 Years a Slave, The Blind Side, Dances with Wolves, Glory, Grand Torino, Green Book, Lawrence of Arabia big time. Remember the Titans, The Soloists, Glory Road. Like the list goes on and on how this is such a common thing that happens where it's white people swoop in, save the day get minorities out of the situation they're
0: in it's based off true stories a lot of times and we see it's like well yeah it's based these things happened these roles were there but we also don't really see stories where that wasn't the case where the minority did have to pull themselves up on their own with no support we get the same story where it's like that white people had to be the driving force again and again yeah white people had to save the minorities.
1: It it either... Some of the movies play up what was not such a big role, and other ones where... But their thing is, is, even where it's just, this is a story that happened, even if it's not played up, the fact is you're not telling the other stories of where it wasn't necessary, so it's just getting repeated over and over again. And it's just prevalent. Like, I think we can all remember, or... If you haven't heard of it, the Back to the Future example.
0: Oh my god.
1: Oh, that's this is the classic. Nerd as a kid I didn't realize how
0: messed up this was.
1: <laughs> this is so messed well there's a lot messed up about Back to the Future. I like I like if you haven't seen John Mullaney's thing on Back to the Future, I highly recommend listening to it. I will but, actually. <laughs> yeah, there's so Back to the in Back to the Future, uh Marty McFly goes back, plays guitar at the school dance giving the idea to Chuck Berry to get his style to create rock and roll, the founder of Rock and Roll, Chuck Berry, and giving from him the idea from the white guy, the idea for his song that started Rock and Roll. The idea for his song um uh Johnny be good. Like
0: the the, why? the the thing is it's like we couldn't have like oh yes we have of like Large figure, African-American figure in rock and roll. He helped start rock and roll. We couldn't just leave it at that. We have to look. No, actually, the idea was really from this white kid. He took that from him, and that's how rock and roll got started. That's messed up. That is is so messed up. (laughs)
1: taking achievements and reclaiming things that don't belong to white people it's just it's yeah we have there's so many examples of it Uh, there's so uh, many
0: and this is my recent example i really enjoyed this is um la la land actually where ryan Gosling, um white man was is the only one who can save the jazz clubs he's like i'm the only like he even says that in movies like i'm the only one who can save this it's like You, white boy, is the only one who can save jazz clubs and jazz music. See, though, jazz, the style that originated from African-American communities in New Orleans. You, You are the one who can save that music.
1: Okay. Considering the fact that there's general stories around that that role was originally supposed to be played by a black man generally gets you even more riled up. And it's just like, why? And then, and then you got the whole thing with the Oscars, and taking <laughs> it from Moonlight. It's just like I kind of love that movie. moment, though. Bad, 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 bad time for that. Movie. Yeah, we won. won. We, we won. So
0: no, no, actually, sorry, Moonlight won. Screw y'all. Uh,
1: but it also takes away from Moonlight, which I'm just like, ugh. yeah, yeah, that does. Sound but weird. yeah, the last <laughs> example we have is one of my the favorite one favorite video game about.
0: example. <laughs>
1: The one video game example, there are more video game examples, but we're going to just talk about this one, which is combined with a movie example, which is The Last Samurai. The Last Samurai, which most people are about to say is about how a white man saves Japan, basically. I think so it was that, the Dave that,
0: Chappelle joke where it's like the last black man on earth would be played by a white guy type thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah, that's with uh Tom Cruise, he becomes a samurai and basically saves the Japanese people. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Now, going on to the video game example of that, uh, there's there's a game that came out several years ago called uh Noi? Neo. No? Neo? 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 Neo. Neo, thank you. I Names are not... Pronunciation is not my strong suit. And I haven't played this game. But yeah, I can Madiga. tell you a lot about this game. Because it's the story of a white guy who becomes a samurai. Which, yeah! So
0: the people coming to defense of this game will be like, Well, it is based off a, a true historical figure. And it's like, but... You know, this true historical figure didn't fight a bunch of yokai and Japanese demons. And it's yeah, also so it's, enhancing, it's, like we said, enhancing his place in history or enhancing his it's role. So
1: there's so much problems with this where it's basically this equating this like, but it's a real story. Okay. Basically one story of a man who did some things not really super exciting. His actual stories.
0: Kind of Not boring. Not
1: incredibly, it's, yeah, kind of boring. You could have told literally any other story of any other samurai. There are so many more interesting stories. Why did you choose to take the one exception of the one white samurai and tell that story again? Like the last samurai. Like, there, there's no need to be retelling the stories again. Which re-emphasizes The place of white people in this history, which is a place that they literally have no place in being, since Japan was closed off from the rest of the world for a large part of the Tokugawa era, which is when samurais were. I'm sorry, this is this is a thing I care about a lot. It just frustrates me. There are so many better stories to be told. I love. I care about it
0: too. I love samurais in the Tokugawa shogunate period. Anyways, we don't have to go into my love for samurais.
1: Hmm. Wow. Yeah. There's so many more interesting people that could be told or like if you're going into folklore, there's so many more interesting folklore stories that could be told that it didn't need to be a white guy in the lead role. I'm sorry. No, no, just no, just no. I, <sighs> you know, if they did, if they did the movie version of it, it would be Matt Damon playing him. Right. Yep. This is all around the same time.
0: And like, they think there's so many other stories of Samurai. So many of like, if you picked the one <laughs> the one, the one guy. It's just so funny. Like I laughing I'm laughing at that because it's like there's so many stories, it's like, mm, It's it's like like finding where's Waldo in a Waldo poster, and, like picking the one story. Yeah. That, that's the equivalent It's like finding the where's Waldo of stories to portray for your video game.
1: There's so many different stories. It's just... It's just... This is like... The... <laughs> it's really good. I to go into this all day that there are other th- series that like to do this too where they just like to tell the Western stories over and over again. <laughs> oh, this happens great. <laughs> uh, but like, this is... No, it's not needed. So, no. yeah. Anyways. so So we
0: gave like 50 examples. We didn't give 50 examples. But so why is recognizing whitewashing important and what can be done and i know we've said a lot of this before but i think one it takes away roles and jobs from minorities like we have some you say the like stereotype of well there aren't so many good asian actors there aren't so many blank actors but there are they're not getting jobs
1: It's a true feedback loop where basically you get that belief that there are no good actors of color and no good just anyone who's non-white actors. Well, okay, then that decreases the number of minorities in the industry. There are fewer minorities in the industry because there's this belief that they can't get parts So they don't go into acting. But if you're also just not casting them, then there's going to be less people looking for work. Like, it's a feedback loop. You can't say, oh, there's none, and then not support them. Like, (laughs) you get the irony here, people. Yeah, You're making it
0: yourself. It's a huge loop. But the thing is, like, with the ghost in the shell, it's like we could have cast an Asian actor for it. We, we, we could have done, but we picked a white actor. I guess part of the belief of this movie wouldn't sell, but like we could have picked an Asian actor, someone who could have really knocked it out of the park. I can think of five off the top of my head, but we didn't. And so, therefore, that person did not get the job. A white person did. And then we go to another movie, and it's like, oh, well, there could be a great Asian actor for it, but there's none because we keep picking the same few people. And also, in Hollywood, we've picked, like, the same, like, ten white actors again and again for roles. When there's so many other amazing... Like, watch any type of indie film or any type of foreign film, and you can see actors just knock it out of the park again and again. So, where are they? Why aren't they getting jobs?
1: As someone who watches a lot of East East Asian dramas, or just, like, East Asian, Southeast Asian dramas, (laughs) particularly, I've gotten into Thai dramas recently the actors there speak perfect English and are really good. (laughs) Like there's places you can get these actors from that they exist. You're just not looking behind your small little area. Like, come on. Draw from other areas. Come on.
0: And, it all affects like acting and roles and stuff but it also like whitewashing also affects like directors and those writing and creating ideas like there are not that like not that many um directors and right foreign minority whatever directors and writers getting jobs because they again keep giving them to white people and Like we're missing, we are missing out on Hollywood's true potential because of whitewashing.
1: Yeah, super agreement. (sighs) Uh, And then, like we were
0: speaking of super agreement, like we were talking before, remakes of foreign ideas um, it perpetuates the idea that foreign equals bad or foreign equals inaccessible. Like with our example of Old Boy.
1: Yeah, this is just Old Boy is just why it's not necessary there's so many movies like this where it's just like it's unnecessary for you to remake this movie because it's well done we don't we we do it sometimes but we less frequently remake the entire genre of french art house movies like amelie and stuff like that why aren't we remaking those because generally because they're made by white people like there's some of them, yes, I do acknowledge that there are some French art house movies that have been remade. The majority of them just stay in French because people enjoy that subject. They enjoy the ethnic appeal of French culture, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And so it's like people enjoy the original movies. They're just not being distributed to the right people.
0: If we if we keep remaking foreign ideas to be a quote unquote accessible for American ideas, we're going to keep pushing away foreign ideas we're going to keep making it seem that the only ideas worthwhile, the only ideas worth making into the mainstream are specifically american or white ideas and we are losing out on a lot of culture we are losing out on a lot of creativity a lot of like beautiful works because we keep pushing this like agenda to remake everything into america
1: i think i think we need to like so we have this idea that like movies that america america has its own exceptionalism as we all know that it's the best and the greatest (laughs) and it's very insular and i think we've learned hopefully some of us have learned from parasite that the world is a very diverse place and Parasite was created by the director, as I love when I read this article or the interview he did, where he said that he made something to be inherently Korean, to focus on Korean problems, but made something that was universally understood, particularly by Americans, particularly by Americans, this experience of existing in this late capitalist neoliberal system. And we lose that if 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 people didn't take the make the effort to distribute parasite to america and the west we would have not realized this and it would have been only a cult following by some people like this is this is the thing you have to you're not america needs to stop thinking it's alone in its situation and realize that the rest of the world is having hard time too And we can learn from them because other places are doing it better, have it worse, or are having these same experiences. It's not just us.
0: Parasite. People can relate to that movie. And the fact is, like Leah just said, it's like, it's not just us, but we want to keep pushing the idea that it is. And we want to, like, we even have a certain person saying that Parasite should have won and we should have had more, you know, American movies such as Blink and Blink. No, they're universal ideas that can work for everybody. Mm-hmm. We need to stop remaking things. And, tr- like, you do. You, you, I don't know if you know this, but after Parasite really was released and had like mainstream success in America, HBO was like, we're going to make a series based off Parasite set in America. Yes. And it's like, yes. why? Why?
1: I've also, I've also, like, one. There are versions of that that have been done before. Have you... What's... Oh, what's that TV show with Eddie Izzard? The Riches? The Riches. I love Eddie
0: Izzard. Yeah, so
1: there are versions of, of, of stories talking about people faking their way into upper society have been done. I'm not saying Parasite's its own thing. I'm just like, you... There are other ways to tell these stories... And yeah, I do think we should have more movies focusing on the issues with capitalism. That would be great. Do we need to tell the exact same story over again? No.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a lack of creativity. and It's a lack of taking a risk on your own. It's a looking at something that was successful somewhere else and being like, I can make this because it made money on its own. It's It's like we can have a long discussion about how remakes suck but it's that idea of just like i have no creativity of my own so i need to take something else that was good to make it in life and it just it doesn't make sense parasite doesn't need to get remade ghost in the shell really didn't need to get remade death note didn't need to get remade um like there's hundreds of other movies like foreign movies that i really like and then i'm praying that america just ignores and doesn't remake like the orphanage doesn't need to get remade these are good ideas that should be standing on their own. We should stop perpetuating the idea that foreign equals bad and start celebrating and pushing these movies forward. Just because it has subtitles doesn't mean it's inaccessible. It means that you got to do a little bit more work to get to the meat, like a clam or a pistachio. Shut up, Leah. It was a good example.
1: <laughs> Sorry. I was it was, but I just it came out of nowhere. So I was surprised.
0: Um, <laughs> Look, man, pistachios agree. are so so good, but you have to do work to taste the pistachio. I do you agree. just gotta do a I, little bit of work to get to the good meat of the movie, like the, the orphanage or um, yeah, just Pan's Labyrinth and stuff like that. Just ah.
1: I think a lot of these ones we just need to like. I think this year we've had a lot of questioning particularly and I know we're talking a lot about movies today but like the particularly like the problems with the Oscars and the idea of a foreign film category like yes there are advantages to having that because it gives areas of the world that don't have as much money the ability to showcase their work because often they're not able to compete sometimes with the big budget movies but also at the same time Parasite should not have been in the foreign films category because it deserved to be named the best movie Period. in the world this year.
0: Period. That so, was such a good movie.
1: Like, yeah, I think we're all starting, like, start thinking about that. Start questioning that. Start questioning the ideas you have about these foreign movies. And maybe, you know, watch things in sub, not dub. Yeah. Just, yeah. The, just they're think worth about it. that.
0: Also, yeah. just thinking about it, if they remake pan's labyrinth to be american i am going to riot
1: no they're never going to do that guillermo del toro yes. is is basically americanized now so he's fine he's safe i i I, I, I will it. be
0: right behind him if they try to take that from him because that movie's so good
1: no no i think hideo hideo kojima would come up and punch someone in the face oh, for man. him.
0: i love how they're best friends
1: <laughs> except hideo kojima is a weird one we're not going to talk about him because i have issues with him oh, but
0: we, we might have to talk about that later we'll be t- personally talk about that later because i'm interested anyways yeah, yeah. so okay. Okay. let's focus on some of the arguments for whitewashing or against putting more minorities and stuff, whatever. These are all though this argument is stupid and it makes me wanna flip a table every time. Um, the idea of Well, uh, what about blackwashing or putting minorities in white roles?
1: And my immediate response is a punch in the face and say, Come back to come back to come back to me when you've been subjected to perpetual racist systematic racism for multiple generations. Because that's the answer, right there. Just, just how systematic ready, racism. How
0: ready I was to just tackle someone when they were like, when um the newest Fantastic Four movie, which was abysmal, got made and they cast a, a Michael B. Jordan, a black actor, as Johnny Storm, a um historically white role, and everybody's like, oh well, isn't this just the same thing? Aren't you blackwashing? And it's just like. That silence is exactly all that argument deserves.
1: Yeah, because it <laughs> it, it, it like uh, <laughs> you can't even say anything because it's so stupid. It's, it's so stupid. It's it's the idea that like uh like oh, uh, well we got to go back to our the big R B G right now, which Ruth Bader Ginsburg of her saying that uh, it's only equality i can't remember the exact quote so i'm gonna butcher it right now but you can look it up it's pretty i'm saying quoting i'm generally sure i know what the meat of it is it's only equality when the supreme court has had all women on it for the same amount of time that it's had all men it's like the the fact because that's what it is that's the problem the problem is not getting equal numbers Equality is having it in a situation where it can be reversed from what it was. Not saying that they're oppressed. The dominant society group is oppressed systematically, but that there's potential that you could have an entire, that you could have a movie played by entirely white people, entirely black people, a mix in between that roles could be switched. Like it, that's the, that is where we need to get We're not there. So who cares if it's made more roles for minorities? Because most of these stories you're complaining about are fiction anyways.
0: And the really only thing I will like even say remotely towards that side is like, sure, then we need to have more movies focusing on minorities or having more minorities in movies in general. You can have your Fantastic Four then, sure, but let's make another fantasy sci-fi movie with um, black people or with Mexican people or with anybody else.
1: Yeah, I I think at that point what you have to basically tell those people is that, great, so you need to fund enough movies so that the the white superheroes are equal to the amount worldwide of what it should look like guess what? You will have many more movies about superheroes. Or, if you wanted to decrease it to the same number of superhero movies per year, where only the white people get the amount that's proportioned to them in the world, you would get a lot less white superhero movies. So, it's just... About, ah.
0: I mean, this is off-topic, so it's going to be space, but why are most of the Avengers white? Anyways. Um... Because they were made by white men i mean i was gonna say it's like we have so like nowadays look at the new avengers and see how fucking diverse that is Uh not just black heroes but muslim heroes mexican heroes hispanic heroes all sorts of gay gay heroes straight heroes bisexual heroes all over the board like why are they like why is the avengers white Anyways, that's going to be out because that's completely off topic. Yeah. So we're starting to wrap up. So let's give some examples, good examples of people standing up against whitewashing. Lee, I know you love this example, this first one.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Most of these are ones that I know because I like to clap back at people. (laughs) Um, Is that that an old reference? Did I just reveal my age? No. Is that a thing people still say? I think people still say clap back. We're good. Okay, okay, good. I'm older um, than you. So, <laughs> whatever, I'm old. Um, uh, so many people will probably know this one. We've talked about Parasol- Parasite a lot today because Ooh. it draws a good example. It's so good. Um, but the fact is, is that Hulu, when they first released Parasite, got a lot of people telling them to dub it, to put it in English, to not have subtitles. And Hulu said... Fuck no. In actuality what they said when they replied to someone telling them to do it in a tweet word for word, this is a quote now if you don't want to read subtitles you can always learn Korean which just let's all do a second for claps for claps for Hulu for that one because that's the correct response that is
0: the most like drop the mic response they could have (laughs) had
1: yeah, I love it fantastic, it's fantastic and it should be done by more people so.
0: You can keep going.
1: Oh, you want me to keep going because most of these. Are mine. Yeah, these are about all the yours. I one. realized that this, like these are yeah. all yours. So keep going. <laughs> yeah, my my next one is one that I always like to show, even though Overwatch is getting pretty old. Overwatch used regionally specific voice actors, so we didn't really talk about it much before. But a thing that's becoming more prominent is the fact that uh, voice acting is often whitewashed in a way. Characters aren't who aren't from specific ethnicities are used aren't used for their games. And a lot of people now are bringing this up as an issue. and Overwatch, in its in its wisdom, chose to get people from specific places to do actors from specific places. So my favorite example is the fact that I know um, several I have several Egyptian friends who, uh, when they heard Anna's voice, uh, knew where she was from. That's not specifically amazing. that she's from Egypt, but they knew which town she was from because she has that specific an accent, accent, <laughs> accent. So yeah, it was really, really good that Overwatch decided to keep it, keep some of that, and then, and then as they got in, increase the amount of dialogue from the so. Originally, uh, Lucio said a lot of things in English, and then as they got more into it, they re recorded his lines and re released them in Portuguese, I believe. Yeah. So and the fact that
0: most of the characters will say like their alt moves and stuff in their language is really cool and it's really awesome to hear it. It's I mean also terrifying at the same time because you know something terrible is coming when you hear Symmetra loudly call out in in her language what she's about to do to you. It's like everybody run.
1: But that's how it should be because, in actuality, that's what it's like for people who are playing not in the English yes. version. So, yeah, or the people playing on the European servers. Like, that's how it should be. I'm sorry. That's, that's, it's really, it's really, it's really cool looking.
0: Like, that's, again, a way to help spread and show culture because it's super cool.
1: I, I, I really appreciate that. That's a good example. Now, on a, on a random other one, <laughs> this one is a little. It's a little less related, but I've talked about this before, where so the movie that came out uh this past year, The Personal History of David Copperfield, which is a redo or is a is a adaptation of the book David Copperfield, um, by Oh my god, what's his name? Dickinson? Dickens, Dickens, my god. So written by Dickens. Um, so this is a work of fiction written by Dickens. That they cast a diverse cast, which I think there was some pushback, but uh, generally plays to that fact of where people get pissed off when people cast minorities in positions which are traditionally played by white people. This is one of those cases where it's like it's a work of fiction; we can have whoever we want, and it was a really good example yeah. of that where it's done right, done by great actors. So diverse cast like yes please continue doing what you're doing i
0: i like this thing of picking great actors rather than picking the actors that sell like that's what hollywood should be doing looking Mm -hmm. again looking at you ghost in the show could have picked a great asian actor instead of an actor that sold
1: Mm -hmm. anywho Mm -hmm. let's anywho let's wrap
0: up this is a actually really good topic. I did get very very angry at points because of what we were talking about, but you know what? I think overall we had a good talk about whitewashing, and this topic it'll, it'll be back when we talk about cultural appropriation and a few other things, and maybe if we talk about specific works. But it was good to kind of get all of this out in the air and like truly look at what whitewashing is and like where you see it and what we can do or how we can address it. So. So yeah, let's end with our usual of talking about um, things that we've been reading, watching, doing recently. Um, I will start because I'm nice. Um, I Bang. Because of the Ghost in the Shell anime that recently came out, I just like was upset about it. So I decided to go back to the roots and start reading the Ghost in the Shell manga again. So I bought the collected volumes And it's really, it's first really different than the mainstream animes, I guess, I shall, because it was also written like 40 years ago. But it is really good, and I really appreciate just how cool it is, as the dumbest way of saying that. But I I really, really do appreciate how cool it is, and how, like, even back in the 80s, how strong of a character um, Kusanagi is presented as. Because we get a lot of things where you'll see, like, a mainstream work is like, oh, yeah, this is, like, the portrayal of this character is kind of sexist, or, oh, this and that, but, like, even in the 80s, like, she was portrayed as a strong female lead who wasn't shoehorned into specific stereotypes, and I really like that about Kusanagi and the Ghost in the Shell animes and mangas.
1: Mm. That's mine. Yeah. That's yours. That's yours. Well, I actually remembered mine for this week, so... um Mine isn't really a uh, uh, a work of fiction, uh, because the fiction I have been doing is mainly stuff I've already been talking talked about, Animal Crossing, uh, or Dragon Age. I was Age. about to
0: say it's like I you were not again. just gonna pass up Dragon Age because you've been that. Do- I I've consuming been playing again. that again,
1: <laughs> but sh- we're not talking about that. We're talking about today the thing that I also have been like eating up like candy. Which is uh, Polygon's uh, series of videos on YouTube, Unraveled, with uh, Brian David Gilbert. My goodness, if you haven't seen this series, I recommend going and watching them. Brian David Gilbert is a master of comedy and just, oh, oh, every, every video he does gets me and I've probably watched them all at least twice so what unraveled does is he takes a brian david gilbert takes a random topic and delves really deep into it like kind of like how you imagine game theory does it but to it to, to a crazy extent where he goes insane where like uh he ranks all of the uh Mega Man uh characters by how useful they would be uh he determines the best cuddler in um in uh mortal Kombat*,
0: or who would be the Uh, best like manager from the dark souls series
1: yeah yeah who's the best boss of the bosses in dark souls (laughs) or he loses his mind when he talks about the history of waluigi uh he yeah he is really good uh the series is really well done he puts a lot of time in it it's really funny um he also like there are multiple times where i'm like he he handles things in the right way i don't know just little things where he changes like rather than calling uh himbos and bimbos he he changes it to thembos, like stuff like that small little oh things where gosh. it's like this this man this man knows how to talk about stuff like he's a good <laughs> he's a good good source um and bimbos. yeah
0: oh just, my gosh
1: yeah but it's necessary. I know. I know. I know but just, just the
0: word is just oh my.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so go. I will. We will definitely have the link to the playlist in the. Yes, I will put the, the link in there. If you include it Thank in the you, notes, I will not because forget because I want because I want everybody. To watch it. I
0: forget what the exact phrase I used to describe him was, but it was something along the lines of mentally distraught. Like, you get to see someone just wreck their life every week it's like oh, i spent three no. hours trying to talk about the hottest uh hottest monster from castlevania and you see like this yeah. little on his face is like did i go too deep this time and it's just it's he's really funny i started watching he's based on leah's funny. recommendation he's really funny but just like that poor guy puts his brain through so much stress and stuff
1: it's fantastic that poor poor man highly recommend I highly recommend. If he ever listened to this, I would be, oh, I would just, oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: that that it's great. poor, poor he's guy. He's really
1: good at what he does. <laughs> he, he's really good at what he does, and I appreciate him for it. Man after my own heart. <laughs> Utter chaos. <laughs> yes. Yes. The
0: the pure chaos that is that show. I love it. Anyways. That's been our show for today. I really enjoyed doing this topic with you, as always. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, we will check y'all out next time.
1: All right. Bye. Have a good day. Oh, yeah.
0: Have a good day. Goodbye. Get out of here. Go have some fun.